Connect and be blessed by the teachings of Pastor Charles Sinyaba, which will enable you to live a distinguished and supernatural life. Pastor Charles Sinyaba is a young and anointed man of God and preacher of the gospel. He is the head pastor of the Hopeway Revival Church, a vibrant supernatural youth church and the praying family, a non-denominational fellowship on KNUST campus. Have an expectation and prepare your heart to receive from God as you connect to the undiluted Word of God. Let's delve into today's message. Amen. Amen. Your amen is too weak. Amen. I'm even enjoying the fasting. Amen. amen. Let your amen be the loudest. Amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your momo alert. Amen. amen. So, um, I want to run through something very quick. It's our year of exploit. I thought you were going to clap. I have something very short I would want to share to you. I don't like to use the word encourage, but something powerful that can change your life. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for another semester. I pray that you would glorify yourself through your people. In the name of Jesus. Learn to say amen when your pastor speaks. Amen. Amen can change your life. Amen. Do you know that? And if you don't like saying amen, your mouth will smell. Yes. So one way for your mouth to not to smell is to say amen. But if you don't say amen, it means that you are saying, Lord, I want my mouth to smell. So say a big amen. Amen. So that on your honeymoon day, it wouldn't be like you may kiss your bride and you're about to kiss and the guy will say, Abba, may it not happen to you. Amen. Tell somebody, are you of exploit? Now, what is exploit? Exploit simply means accomplishing great things. Right, right. You see, it's fasting and prayer and writing. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible says, God told, you know, the prophet, Write the vision down. So God is a writer. Mr. Dusa, don't tell me you are not writing. All right. Exploit simply means what? Accomplishing what? Come on, church. Exploit simply means what? Accomplishing great things, notable things, scaling new heights or breaking new grounds. Now, one of the things you need to understand is that the plan of God for your life is that you must accomplish great things. Hello? Hi. Can I ask a question? Does a lion give birth to a monkey? No. Can a lion give birth to a monkey? No. If you don't answer me, your mouth will smell forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I am prophesied. Oh, what you say you are God? Your honeymoon day. Whilst you have, like, it's been a while you've never kissed somebody. Why are you looking at me as like, is he a pastor? I'm a pastor. Who? Allow me to preach. Amen. Am I preaching? Now, does a monkey give birth to a monkey? Ah, you see. Does a monkey give birth to a monkey? Can a monkey give birth to a bird? So the Bible says that you are created in the image. Little children, ye are of God. So God gave birth to you. It was not your mother. It was God through your mother. Do you get the picture? You don't look like your mother. It's a mistake. It's not true. You look like God. Because in the beginning, the Bible said, God said, let us create man in our image. So anytime I want to know how God looks like, I look at this beautiful guy and say, wow. So God is chocolate. Oh, wow. She's blushing. So when I look at this wonderful guy, I can see God. Hallelujah. Amen. Say a bigger amen. amen. And it's our year of what? Exploit. That means it's our year of accomplishing mighty things. And let me tell you the truth. God wants you to accomplish mighty things. Now, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, quickly. I know the plans. For I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have. Tell somebody God has a plan for me. I don't like the way you are talking. I thought, tell somebody God has a plan for me. So how many of you didn't know that God had a plan for you? Do you know that God has already planned your wedding day? Yeah, I'm telling the truth. You don't even know. Yes. Before you even came to Canaan, God had already planned it. So before you were formed, that's what you told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, before you were born, before your father thought of, you know, proposing to your mother, before they, they ever thought of, you know, your father, when your father was chasing your mother, God had you in mind. 
Now that's what the scripture says. Before I said, why? I said, hey. For I know the plans I have for you. For I know the plans I have for Charles Inyama. What's your name? Evelyn. I know the plans I have for Evelyn. So as Evelyn is seated here, 30 years time, God has a plan for 30 years. How many would want to serve that God? Yeah, so now he's about to review the plan for your life. Now, many of us are living in here because we don't even know that before you were born and before we even die, God has already planned your life. Where you will go, who you will meet, who you will call your friend, who will call your husband, God has already planned it. And that is why, so, you know, today one of us, you know, preparing to come, this question came to me. Somebody may probably say, why do we pray every day? We pray every day because every day is a day to review the plan of God. And you see, since God has the plan for your life, if you don't go to God, you may miss a plan for your life. You may think you are just going tall. No, you are going in a wheel. And that's what I'm going to say. All things are working. All things are working together according to his plan. So you don't just say yes to any proposal. You don't just say yes to any cause. Ask yourself, is it the plan of God? I'm not preaching to somebody. Continue I know the plans I have for you. For I know the plans I have for Matthias. Says the Lord. Says who? The Lord. Is it says your mother? No. So your mother only gave it to you and you came. But God has a plan before your mother was even children. Yes. Uh-huh. They are plans. And now God is about to reveal the, the intent of his plan. And he says, the plans he has for Edna, they are plans for good. good. So that good means exploit. So God has planned that you will live a life of what? Exploit. That means that your life should not be ordinary. When we look at patients, there should be extraordinary you know, testimonies. So for instance, Esther was an orphan. But do you know that in the plan of God, God was not seen an orphan. God was seen a queen, a warrior, a woman who is meant to do things. So some of you may be coming from a background where, oh, man of God, you don't need, I don't need to know where you are coming from. I just need to know what God has written for us in your life. And what, listen, what I know about the will of God for your life is there are plans for good. And not for so that means that your father can die, your mother can die. It does not distort the plan of God. Oh, my mom is a charcoal seller. Your mom is a, but you are not. What are you? You are a man whose life has been planned by God. So before I was born, God knew I would be a preacher. <laughs> He says there are plans for good, for good, good marriage, amen. good jobs, amen. good grace. Amen. Are you saying amen? amen? A good car. Amen. What car do you want to drive? Range Rover. Are you? It is a small taste. What is Range Rover? There are plans for. So that means after school there is a good job. Amen. You see, the guy broke your heart because he didn't see the plan of God. You only went in because you felt like no, we don't in this this life, we don't move by feelings, we move by the leadings. As I'm not preaching. There are plans for... So let me answer this question. Somebody may say, so why do we pray every day? Anytime we pray every day, we are enforcing the plan of God. What is the plan of God? The good plan of God. You are enforcing the good husband. Amen. Am I preaching to somebody? Uh-huh. There are plans for good and... Number one, there are plans for... Good. And not a... So that means that anytime you experience a disaster, it means you are working out of the plan of God. If you have been into three relationships, it means that you didn't see the plan of God. Just when you came, my life our mind, four guys have broken your heart. Why? Because you didn't come to paradise and say, you see, the use of these grounds is not just for match fans. It is also for you to say, and as you are walking about, Lord, not my will. That means I like this guy, but not as I will. Then you do like this, but thy will be done. The moment you say, but thy will, it simply means your good plan. Your good agenda, your good ways. So by the time you realize, God will be guiding you. 
So after the four years, you'll be graduating with your husband. Amen. Say amen. 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 I'll continue. They are plans for good and not for disaster. They are plans for... Tell somebody, God has a good plan for me. And they are plans of good, not of disaster. So 2024, be rest assured that God has a good plan for you. And it is not a disastrous plan. And today, I cancel any disaster in your life. I terminate any disaster in your life. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy as a servant of God. Any disaster awaiting your destiny, it is aborted today. Sit down. Uh Uh-huh. There are plans for good and not for disaster. Uh-huh. To give you a future and a, and a hope. To give you a future and a what? A hope. A hope. So do you know why I am never discouraged? God is giving me a Can I say this before we close? I'm closing very soon. I'm closing my book very soon. Mm. Because moment of hope is very soon. Now, let's look at the life of... Now, just prepare this message. Just short message me. Not just this evening. One has when the Lord said, prepare this. Yes. And I believe that anytime God gives him that short notice. You see, it was not a day plan thing. It was almost about 15 minutes. And the Lord said, prepare this message. And anytime God makes me prepare a special food, it means there's a special child for that special food. And you are the one. Tell somebody I'm the one. Who... Now, somebody may be saying, man of God, what you are saying is not true. Now, let me give you a clear example of a young man whose life was planned by God. And his name is David. Now, when I say it's our year of accomplishing great things, sometimes when a pastor is preaching, we look at the pastor and we think he's encouraging us. No. I'm not a motivational speaker. The way I'm sweating, do motivational speakers sweat like that. They they talk like this. God is good. But the way I'm jumping around, it means that God's power is on me. Now, let's look at David. Now, some of us may have the story of David. Now, let me establish this fact. When I say it's our year of accomplishing great things, it simply means that this is the plan of God for you and I. That this year, before we end the year, and when we come to the 31st night, we must be dancing because throughout the year, when we look between January, February, March, April, May, June, we can tell that our lives were not ordinary. We didn't live an ordinary life. You should be able to look back and say, I am celebrating 31st because this year I was able to accomplish this and that. That is why we don't just celebrate a number. Oh, this is my birthday. No, we don't celebrate number. Oh, I'm turning 18. So what? So now the question is, for the past 18 years of your life, what have you accomplished? So we don't celebrate numbers. We celebrate accomplishments. And one of the things I want to establish here is that, first of all, we must now, um, now the title is The Exploits of David. Now look at this. First of all, we must understand that we are not too young to accomplish great things. Now some of us are thinking that the future is tomorrow, the future is now. Any decision you make now or any decision you take now determines your tomorrow. So anytime you say, I'm waiting for tomorrow, it simply means that I'm taking steps for my tomorrow to be big. So the question is, can I, at my age, be a man of exploit? Somebody say yes. yes. I don't like your yes. Say yes. yes. So somebody may say, man of God, can I be a manager at the age of 80? Say yes. yes. Somebody may say, man of God, can I build at 20? Say yes. yes. Why? Acts chapter 2 verse 17. It says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and... He didn't say our fathers. So that means that, do you know that the Holy Ghost is very precious to God? And yet, God is saying that in the last days, he will not entrust the Holy Spirit to our fathers. He will trust his precious gift to sons and That simply means that there is a certain level of capacity in us as young men that can handle the Holy Ghost. Or there is something in us the Holy Ghost desires to use in us.
one of the things I want to establish is that, first of all, we must understand that we are not too young to attempt great things. You are not too young to attempt that business. You are not too young to do whatever you think. Any Now, what you call great, it's not meant for those who are in their 40s. It's meant for all. And especially the young. Why am I saying this? When you study the life of David, he was the youngest, yet he did the greatest. So if David, who was in between the age of 17 to 20, if he was able to accomplish mighty things, you are not different from David. Can I say this? The same God who was with David is with you. Now, in the days of David, the Holy Ghost will come upon, but in our days, the Holy Ghost is in with us. Shout the Holy Ghost! It's in me! And it's with me! So, first of all, you must understand that. Now, let me say this so that it will sink in your mind. You are not too young to accomplish great things. You are not too young to attempt mighty things. You are not too young to do things which is in quote exploit. You're not too young. You're not too young to preach. Yeah, to have a boy. How did you say yes to a proposal of a certain young man and you can't say yes to a great vision? Are you not being a fool? That you can be in a relationship. Oh, I like this guy. The moment you can start liking guys, even at the age of 15, at the age of 12, you start, my crash, my crash. So you must understand that you are not too young to accomplish great things, my dear. You are not too young to manage a company. You are not too young. First Samuel chapter, 40, chapter 17, verse 14, quickly. Do you know that David was the youngest? How many of you know David was the youngest? He was the youngest. And all his siblings were in the military. And he was a shepherd boy. But yet, when the time came, David did what military men could not do. Am I preaching to somebody? So do you know why you think you can't? Because when you see your big brother who is working at the bank, you see your big sister who is a nurse, you see your big brother who is a lawyer, you think, oh, dude, you can't do what they are doing. But David's brothers were military men. And David was a shepherd boy. But when there was a situation, the military men could not do it. It was a shepherd boy. So can I prophesy this? What your mother could not do, what your father could not do, what your big sisters could not do, shout by the anointing. I will do it. So number one, you are not too young to accomplish mighty things. Shout, I'm not too young. Read it, read it. David was the youngest of Jesse's son. David was the youngest of Jesse's son. David was the youngest. So am I speaking to some young men and young men here? Hey, am I speaking to some young men? Is that these people are there? Let me go here. Somebody shout young and useful. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't you can't do the who when they say shut up. David was the youngest, but now we don't even know what his big brothers did. But a whole first Samuel, second Samuel is all about David. David. Shout, I'm the youngest. But I'll do the biggest. So number two, am I preaching good? David was not just young, he was a responsible young man. Many of us are young, but are not responsible. David was a young and a responsible young man. When I say responsible, he has something he was handling. As young as you are, don't just say, I'm young, so I'm living in the hour. Be young and responsible. Who is a responsible man? A man who does not need any man or woman to tell them what to do before they do it. It is irresponsibility on your side to be to be instructed by somebody to do what you know you are supposed to do at your age. Do you need your mother to be in the university to tell you to shave your armpit? Do you need anybody to tell you to poo-poo when you know that your stomach is about to let you go? 
Am I talking to somebody? David was a young... Many of you are dating irresponsible boys. They have not matured themselves in handling their emotions. And you are committing your emotion in the young... Ma, 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 the election Yesterday, a sister called me and she was worried. She kept calling me and I said, what is it? She said, do you know that this guy we took to Canada wants to come out to Ghana? And I said, Canada, brother. God is my witness. I said, Canada, brother. And I offered us $20. <laughs> We're all having a holiday. David was young, but he was responsible. At a young age, he was in charge of his father's company. What was his father's company? Their father had Mayanka. And David was the one who took the sheep. So I can compare David to Moses. Because at age 80, Moses was taking up sheep. At age 17, David was also doing it. So what Moses can do for Jethro, David can do for Jesse. Can I say this? You are not too young to be responsible. As a young girl, you must be responsible. Why am I saying that? The Bible says David was a responsible young man. He didn't live a wasted life. But he had responsibilities. He had an organized life. He knew what he must do. He didn't wait for anybody to tell him to pray before he prayed. He was praying. So, First Samuel chapter 17, verse 14. Be in First Samuel because all my revelations are from First Samuel. Some of you, when somebody gives you a thousand, all you do with the money is to buy a way full. When somebody sends you money, all you think about is a new phone, you're a fool. It means you are irresponsible. You don't even understand what it means to be blessed by God. God told Adam, I will bless you so you can buy a car for yourself. I will bless you and you shall be. Abraham proved that he was responsible. That's why God entrusted his blessing to him. So that means that God is not just going to bless you because you are praying. He's going to bless you because you are responsible. So the reason why God graduated David to the war fund was because he was able to handle his fathership. And God said, ah, if David can handle his fathership, then he can handle my people. So now, anything you are being entrusted to now, if your father gives you something to do now and you start complaining, you're already telling God, Lord, I am not ready for what you have for me. So sometimes God uses your parents to train you for his blessing. Now, your father gives you a scar to take care of it. And the next one, the real screen is spot. It means that when God gives you a wife, by the time you realize, her face will be disfigured. Read it. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 14. David was the youngest of Jesse's sons. David was the youngest of Jesse's sons. Uh -huh. Since David's three older brothers were in the army. Verse 14. Verse 14. Uh -huh. They stayed with Saul's forces all the time. Verse 15. But David went back and forth. David went back and forth. Doing what? Between working for Saul and helping his father with the At age 18, the, 17, the guy was working in the palace and still working at home. He didn't give excuse. This load is too much. Me, I'm too young. Do you know what it means to be working for the king? And yet, David didn't say, I have so much work for the king, so I can't do what my father has entrusted me. The Bible says David at the younger age was able to attend to the king, and the king never complained, and still was able to attend to his father. A man of responsibility is a man of balance. Balance. There are some of us, the reason why I can call you irresponsible is you are you allow one thing to choke you to death. Now the Bible says David will do that quickly. David, but David went back and forth. He will go to the wilderness and take up the sheep. And once he's taking care of the sheep, lions will come to attack it. And the moment King Saul calls for him, do you know what David was dealing with? At age 17, David was dealing with lions and bears. And when he goes to the king's house, he was dealing with demons. Demons. <laughs> Can I repeat it? Oh, yes. At age 17, David in the wilderness. Some ladies will see, can you say cow coach? Cow coach? <laughs> you just enter Queen's and you saw, okay? Ah! 
But David at age 17 will go to the wilderness and we will see a lion and a bear coming for one of the father's sheep. He wouldn't say, and then when we come to the father, I said, no, he fought it and kept the lambs and will go to the uh, King Saul's palace and the uh, whole king will be infested with demons and a 17-year-old man was casting out demons. Right. Responsibility. Can you compare yourself with David? Now, if I were some of you, eh, I'd rather look for a man like David and Marim. A man who is responsible at home and in the welfare, he's there. You wouldn't date a guy. Hey, Ebenezer! <laughs> I had a dream. And the car was chasing me. Hey! And you see, if you date a guy like this, you are dead. <laughs> Ebenezer had a bad dream. <laughs> and he will tell you it is terminated. <laughs> You went to him in fear, but you returned with joy. Wow. Read that part again. Let's go. Verse 15. But David went back and forth between working for Saul. David went back. So at age 17, the guy was already working. Wow. He was not too young. First of all, I'm not too young. Wow. Now, let me, let me, let me, I, I may even end here, but I may continue tomorrow. Wow. Now, look at this. His father said, take care of this sheep. He didn't say, that you didn't like me. <laughs> we are wicked. If you're phoning me now, I say, what's that? I cry the S.R.C. If you're phoning me now, what's your money now? I'm not saying that you're going to go. I won't come out. Emanuela, ma! Baji Kotala, please let me get jammed. Don't forget one day in the middle of the night, your wife has a call. Imanela, would you say on the bed? Meet the midday jammy. One day at midnight, your children will be crying. Meet the midday jammy. Am I preaching or you don't like my baby? So David was in charge of his father's business. And yet there was no evil report about the fact that the guy mishandled. He was so responsible that he ensured that what the father has committed into his hands was well preserved. This year, a man of exploit is a man of responsibility. You don't give excuses and you say, now for instance, maybe you are like David, you are taking care of your fathership, and then this one, and they tell you another opportunity is here and say, ah, I'm doing this and that. Ah. So you are thinking of your fathership, and they tell you that there's an opportunity to do what? To... Um, to come and serve the king. Ah, I can't come. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm so tired, you know. Uh, I'm taking care of my fellowship and I'm so stressed out. I'm so tired. I have so many classes from morning to evening and of course you don't understand. You know, we are lost this and we have to jump from here and have to jump on it. And King Saul is also calling. King Saul is also calling. King Saul is calling. And I post my mom. My mom said, we close. We should come home early. I have to drive. It's not safe outside. I'm not best. David was fighting with... <laughs> David was taking care of the father's sheep and was fighting lions, was fighting bears, and after living here, he goes to the king's palace not to enjoy but to fight demons. You are not too young to do what David did. Fighting, do you know what it is to fight a lion? A lion, a lion has a it has a and a, not the one you are singing about. Oh. Can I say this? The lion, when you go to Zoo, Kumasi Zoo, his cage, David was fighting such things. Do you know a bear? And yet, David didn't give excuse. And do you know something? When David fights all this, he never complained to the father. That you are wicked. So you, you actually send me to the bush so that a lion will catch me and kill me. Now you are wicked. Don't be said, but David was handling two things at the same time. You are not too young to be handling two things at the same time. You are not too young to be schooling and be working. You are not too young. You are not too young to be schooling and be working for the Lord and to be preaching. And I am here to school. So you have your contact list. You have chat. What are you talking about? Maybe I send it. Who talk about? Say, can you see? David said there is nothing. Hey. 
David was not just a responsible man, he was an obedient young man. Many of us are not obedient. We are not obedient. Verse 17. Verse 17. One day, one day, David said to David, uh, Jesse told David, David, look at this. Oh, the was taking care of sheep. I said, it's my Jesus palace. The father called him again and said, Take this, stop giving me excuses. Too much, and I'm taking my mother here. I was, you don't understand. And yet, this young man is saying, Not him, but this a certain young man. A certain young man said, Lord, bless me. Do you know what it means for God to bless you? It means, Lord, give me more responsibilities. You call blessing a car, but blessing is car is a byproduct of a blessing. But when we say this is a blessed man, that means a man who is able to do so many things at the same time. Jesus was a blessed man. Abraham was a blessed man. Abraham was a prophet of God, a priest, an intercessor, a husband, a master, a warrior. Yet, he didn't complain. We have so many young men. Hey, I'm so tired. Why would you go to check? I'm so tired. Just because you went for a class from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. What if you become a wife? You are married with kids. You are a CEO of a company. You have so many workers. You have about 400 workers under you. And they all give you tough time. You come back home to your four ways. You wake up in the morning. You have to do breakfast for your family. And you show the husband is okay. Your kids are okay. You are okay. When you go to work, you have to ensure that everything is okay. Your extended family will be calling you. Your auntie will be calling you. You see, you have to be able to handle all these things. And yet, not be offended. I'm teaching you to become a man of exploit. David was obedient. Huh? After taking care of the father's sheep and after taking after serving in the, in the king's palace, when the father called him to send him to the warfare, the guy didn't say, I have so many things to do. He didn't say, hey, I can't come, I can't go. He went. Huh? One day, Jesse said to David, uh -huh. Take this half bushel of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread to your brothers and give these ten cuts of cheese to their captain. After all his busy schedule, he was being sent. And did he say he's busy? What did he do? David went. See how your brothers are getting along and bring me back a letter from them. Verse 19. David's brothers were with Saul. So when the father said, did he say no? He was obedient. Tell someone to be obedient. Number, number one. We must understand that we are not too young for explain. Number two, David was a responsible young man. Number three, he was obedient. Number four, David was an anointed young man. Verse Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Listen, in all you're getting, get the anointing. Never be a young, beautiful girl without the anointing. Never be a young, handsome guy without the anointing. When, listen, no matter how intelligent you are, add the anointing. David was a skilled heart player. David was a good shepherd. Yet, David was an anointed man. Don't be too busy without the anointed. You are a fair young kind of girl. Be anointed. You are offering love. Be anointed. You are offering English. Be anointed. Dongology. Be anointed. You are a girlfriend. Be anointed. You are a boyfriend. Be anointed. Tell somebody, no matter what you do, be anointed. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Don't say, me, dear. All that I know is, I know how to do cuteness. About you cuteness on quite a for. Tell somebody you can be young and be anointed. Read it. So as David stood there among his brothers, someone took the olive oil he had brought uh -huh. and poured it on David's head. And did what? And poured it on David's head. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. The Spirit of the Lord came mightily. So you are not too young to be anointed. At a young age, he was a shepherd, he was a heart player, he was an anointed young man. The same time, oh. Look at somebody say, Charlie, are you anointed or you are annoying? <laughs> oh, I wish I could complete this. Uh, you see, no matter the speed, I'm not able to complete all. Okay, the last point. Learn to stand again. Now, this is the part that really weakens many young people. And this is the part I believe strongly God wants to me to emphasize, to bring somebody out of you know, obscurity, out of the pit. You know, this life is all about worse. And when people want to lift you up, they speak and you are lifted. Imagine when you go to the hospital and the doctor tells you you have this. It brings your spirit down. 
Am I talking to somebody? And if you are there and your phone says com a communication to you that you have received an alert of 5,000. Now look at this. One of the things I want you to learn from David is that First Samuel chapter 17 verse 28, David was bold and mentally strong. Many of us are very gifted. Many of us are very anointed. Many of us are very intelligent, but we are not bold. So you realize that with all the anointing and the graces God placed on Joshua, the Bible declares that, and God had to come to Joshua and tell him, be bold and be courageous. So you need boldness and courage. Some of us, we know the answer in class, but we are scared. You are scared. David was not just bold, he was mentally strong. He didn't allow anything others did get to him. Many of us, we are easily intimidated by our roommates. Our roommates say, you are good for nothing, and you have three days. Or baby say, why are not Osa? Any little thing, they are, they are complaining. Any little thing, they are crying. Any little thing, they are... David was mentally strong, and he was bold. Tell somebody to be mentally strong. Every little thing, mommy, my roommate, my roommate. You are, too, you are a child. David was bold and mentally strong. He didn't allow anything others did get to him. He was very focused and just like David, be mentally and emotionally strong to stand against whatever may want to oppose your work in life. One of the things you need to understand as young people is that regardless of how anointed, how gifted, how talented, how able you are, you will always face opposition. But always have in your mind that you wouldn't let what somebody is doing oppose what God is doing through you. Maybe you will go for an interview and they tell you you are not qualified. So you leave the place with the mindset that I am not a man who is qualified. Maybe some of you here, your parents tell you that you are weak, you are good for nothing, your big brother can look at you. How many of you have had people say bad things to you before? And it's really got to you. Give me a wave, come on, church. Don't pretend. I know even today somebody spoke to you that you are not beautiful. And you came back home and you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, Hey, it's more than Look at this. You are allowing somebody's words to define you. Don't forget, you are the handiworks of God. God took time to make you. Your nose is special from God. Your lips are special from God. Your eyes, Chinese eyes, you are special from God. David was mentally strong. He was bold. He didn't allow what people said get to him. Tell somebody, don't allow what people say get to you. And what is the scripture? Keep on. But when David's older brother, Eliab, Heard David talking to the men. When Eliab heard David, his own biological brother, when he heard David talk, maybe problem he used the word, when he heard David say he can do it, when, they, when he heard David say he will be rich, when he heard David say he will travel around the world, when he heard David say he will be a good husband, this is what the, this is what the big brother said. He was angry. He was angry. How many of us have got some people who are just angry to you for nothing? They're angry because you are speaking big. They're angry because you are wearing a big wig on your small head. Come on. Be mentally. Some of us we give up too easily because of what somebody said to us. Just because the guy bounced you, or the girl bounced you, doesn't mean that you're a bouncer. Keep on, keep on. What are you doing around here anyway? Now look at what the brother of David said. What are you doing around here? Is that what's up, baby boy? What's happened? That's what the brothers of David do. They were always saying, Oh, pray, you You see, you have some classmates, Oh, pray. What are they? You see, you allow what people say get to you. Hey, my this. Such people are demon possessed people. They are demons. Because anyone who's not pushing you is opposing you. It's of open all. They are saying, I see, so idiot. And they be a player, they be a player on Santa Bravo. They be a player, they be a player. So David's brother said, You are gay. You go to church and say, Hey, you are gay, church again, prayer again, fasting again, the technical again. But be mentally strong. What did David do? He walked away. Learn to walk away from people who oppose your vision and your dream. Because when you sleep, they didn't see the dream with you. Hello, come. We can sleep on the same bed, but the dream she's having is not the same dream I'll have. So when I wake up, I shouldn't allow what I should detect what God is showing you. He showed it to you, not to us. Sit down. Uh -huh. Can I end this?
Can I end? Can I end? He said, I prepared this in 15 minutes. God told me to repair. Yeah. Are you being blessed? Have you had somebody say something bad to you? It really got to you. And you cried. I remember last semester you cried. She said beside me, and tears were rolling. Why should you allow somebody's words make you tear up? When the person didn't really create the tears in your eyes. Why? Your mother can give birth to you, but they are not the ones to depict your future. They are pillars, but God is the builder. Listen, some can be good in class, others can be good on business field. Be bold and be mentally strong. Whatever you are going through now is not the end of your life. It's just a stepping stone to the future. Am I preaching? Number Don't doubt what you are capable of. And don't be shy to show forth God's gifting and abilities in your life. Don't hide your gifts. Be willing to show forth when situation demands it. Just like David, he was very loud and bold. David kept saying, what can be done to the man? What will be done to the man? When Theophilus, when an opportunity comes, be bold to say, I can do it. Some of us, opportunities came and we pushed our friends because we felt like we can't. Don't forget, there is this treasure in earthen vessels. Esther thought she couldn't have fasted three days dry. That was her first attempt, according to the Bible. Yes, she was able to do it. Am I talking to somebody? Don't doubt what you are capable of. And don't be shy to show forth the giftings of God. If you are a good person who can speak, and they say who can speak for the class, stand up and say, I can do it. Everybody say, hey, I said, I'll pray. You see, they want to push you to their level. Always know the level God has put you and operate from that level. Like, huh? who can talk? You said, oh, sorry, no. And the chance of for me. But for me, not Am I talking to somebody? Don't doubt what you are capable of. David knew that he could bring down Goliath. Know yourself and know what you are capable of. Know yourself. Know that you can do it. Know that you can preach. Know that you can preach in your class. All your friends may say, shut up, shut down, but keep preaching. Like David and Goliath. Goliath said, who is this? And David said, I'll kill you. Learn to speak back whenever Satan is speaking to you through your friends. Don't hide your gifts. Be willing to show forth when situation demands it. Just like David, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 30 to 32. Write it. Let me rush through. Now, learn to stand against discouraging words and don't let them stop you from going forward. Just like in Saul. Be on your feet. Can I repeat this? Learn to stand against this. Who has ever received discouraging words before? From either a mother, a father. What was it? I was a teacher. What did he, how many of you received discouraging words from teachers? Yes, what did the teacher say? Physical chemistry lecturer. Physical chemistry lecturer. He said, when you came to first day, he, he said, you can't pass it. When you came to first day, he looked at you, he said to the class that you can't pass this paper. So already he's trying to discourage you that you are not eligible what? Passing students. Don't allow discouraging words stop you from running for the vision God has placed in your heart. Who else has received ever? I mean, somebody, yes, what was it? Yes, quickly. Your science teacher said you are not good at science. So you shouldn't need science again. As if he created your brains. Yes, who else? You received, yes. Oh, the teacher said to this beautiful girl that her head is too small to be a science student. Do you need a head like a cupboard? So you realize that many people have dropped. Listen, many people had a dream. And because of how somebody said, who put the dream there? Oh, who put the dream there? Who put the vision there? Who placed the gift in there? But you see, because of the words of others, you put it down. And anytime you neglect the dreams and the vision, you become an empty man. Don't allow, learn to stand against discouraging words and don't let them stop you from going forward. Just like King Saul. Now, do you know that King Saul told David, you are too young to fight this battle. And yet David said, I can fight. Tell somebody, I can do it. I can do it. Shout, I'm a man of exploit. 
First Samuel chapter 17, verse 32. This is the next point. Don't hide your testimonies. Do you know what made David push through? He told the king, King, do you know who you are talking to? While I was taking on my father's sheep, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. I can kill Goliath. Never hide your... Always repeat testimonies. They can open doors to your next level. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 37. The next point is, David knew his God and he understood that God was with him. Always have this consciousness that God is with you. Come on, church. Always have this consciousness that God is... That's what David said. Through the valleys of the shadows of death, God is with so when somebody asks you, would you succeed in life? What would you say? God is with. Yeah. Would you get a good marriage? God is with. Yeah. Will you pass your paper? God is with. Yeah. Will you be single forever? No. Will you travel? Oh, yes. Will you pass the interview? Oh, yes. Can you serve the Lord? Oh, yes. Can you win souls? Oh, yes. Why? Oh, that was the answer David gave. Wow. Let me give you this last point. Just like David, as much as you are gifted, talented, don't depend too much on your gift. Now, the reason why people don't want to pray to God is because they feel like they are very smart in class. So that's why some folks in class don't go to church. You don't see the value of God. Don't forget, David was a talented young man. He was brave. He was courageous. But in First Samuel chapter 46, verse 47, what does it say? Verse 47. 46 and 47. So just like David, as much as you are gifted and talented, don't depend too much on your gift. Why? Because Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 says, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by the... Hey, church, it's by the... It's by the... Would you do it because of your gift? Shout no. Depend on God. Tell someone, depend on God. Last point. Don't run away from problems. Don't run away from Don't run away from Oh, don't run away from Somebody say, why, 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 why? Ask me why. Because in First Samuel chapter 17, verse 48, the Bible says when Goliath was running towards David, David was also running towards Goliath. Do you know that when Goliath was chasing the military men, they were all running back. But when you go to David's stand, did he run back? He faced the problem. So probably your father and your mother ran away from what prosperity, from poverty, but you must face poverty and break it. Maybe their marriages didn't work. Their businesses didn't work. Say not my turn. Not my head. And shout not my head. Not my head. Your story will be different. Amen. Your story will be different. Amen. Receive grace. Be anointed. Receive grace. That's what David said, by my God, I have run through and have lived. So by God, you run through. You run through divorce. You run through failure. You run through poverty. And I see you leaping over walls. May the Lord anoint you. Shout, I'm blessed. Sit down. How do I have been blessed? How do you can't wait to listen to this message again? Oh, be on your feet. We've closed. Do you remember yesterday um, at the leaders meet? I'm saying this to encourage you. Anytime I come to preach the word, don't joke with it. I'm sharing the test, but I'm not going to call that person out. But those in the leaders meeting will know. Now, whilst in the leaders meeting, I don't know why I even asked those who have seen me in their dreams before. You remember? Do you remember? Yes. And the lady said she had a dream and she saw me and she was going somewhere. And I told her tonight and I told her the interpretation. Oh, yes. Now the lady got home and she told me that, Pastor, hey, then you meet me here. Now do, look at the miracle. When she got home, the guy called her and said, I think this relationship can work. So, do you know what God did? God prepared her for what is coming. And do you know what she told me? She said, Apostle, hey, 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 God is good. Why? She said, What if I had not known this before? She would have been forced to make what should not work work. But when the word came, The person is here. Don't, don't, am I lying? She's here. I'm, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You see, don't listen. She, yesterday, the guy sent a message and said, I don't know, but I feel like 
and I say it is gone. So you realize that she may have gotten a broken heart and would have damaged there. But you see, from the leaders' meeting, God repaired the damage before it happened. Oh, Hello? Tell somebody, don't joke with the word of God. Don't joke with the word of God. So as I'm preaching, somebody may joke with it, but it's somebody's story. It is a message for somebody. And this message can change your life forever. Come. Are you not the one? Yesterday. Yesterday from the, listen, from the preacher you may laugh. Maybe today I preach about David, but there are some David was here. Who felt like when I was preaching, I was preaching to you? So now no breaking up. You are okay. You are fine. Tell somebody you are in the best family. Imagine if the word didn't come. Her world. The reason many young girls are broken and they don't go to church anymore is because of this little little things. Yes, when she told me, I was like, hey God, you like you do strength things. So, why should I why did I even ask who saw me in a dream? The Holy Ghost. So you're not here by mistake. And whatever I'm preaching about, God wants to let you understand something that no matter what you go through, know that David went through, yet he was able to come out strong. I see you becoming the David of your generation. I see you becoming the David of your generation. May the Lord empower you. May the Lord empower you. And I declare in the name of Jesus, anybody who came here with a prayer point, receive answers. I I don't like your amen. Receive answers. Receive prosperity manners. I cast sickness in your body. I cast sickness in your body. And I release divine positions. Divine answers. Divine testimonies. Testimonies into your family. Testimonies for your father. For your mother. Can I prophesy this? Tomorrow by this time, you will testify. You will testify. Let angels open doors. Strange Momo Alex. Where you're from, where you're upon. Father, as your children are waving it, as a sign of the confirmation of your word, the Bible declares you confirm your word with miracle signs and wonders. Let there be a miracle call. Amen. A miracle test message. Amen. A miracle call. Amen. A, a miracle test message. Amen. A miracle moment alert. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if I've not given your life to Jesus, every eye close, every head bow. If you are not born again, don't sit down. If you are not born again, and you have not surrendered every eye closed. Some of us, we, we only go to church, but we are not serious with every eye closed. You are younger, you are here, you are not serious. You are not really serious with the things of God. And you want to say, man of God, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Give me a wave, I want to pray for you. Give me a wave, I want to pray for you. Give me a wave, I want to pray for you. This, what I did some time ago, my life changed. All right, sweet girls, lift up your hands to Jesus. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to just as I am. Have mercy upon me and wash me with your blood. Forgive me of all my sins and write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Your life has changed forever. Amen. All right, they'll take your details. God bless you for listening to this message. May your life never be the same as you have connected to the word of God through his servant, Pastor Charles Inyaba. Connect with the man of God on Facebook and Instagram at Inyaba Charles.